Got it right out of the gate there. Oh, I win! This is air quote law pod. This is Jobeth. Liz. Ariel. And I am trying to figure out how to play around with this audio and kind of do a little little fade out here. So uh, maybe I did that. Maybe I didn't. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a crapshoot when I hear the audio when we do these all in one track, like we have been recently, um, what it ends up sounding like. So I guess we will, we will see, or we will hear, or you will. Well, I was told I sounded like shit last time. Who told you that? Erica, because for the first time she listened to like six minutes of an episode because she saw that our lesbian wedding was included in it. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And then she was like, you didn't talk enough. It's all Liz but she only listened to four minutes. Well, so. she understands that this was the episode in which people were yeah. putting groceries away and making yeah. noise and pissing with the door open behind yeah. you. Which yes. limited your, your talkies. Yeah. Yeah. I got miscellaneous talkies. Well, it uh, is, we are recording and it is 5 18 PM Italy time. So Roughly 12 minutes from now, we'll get some Westminster chimes. That's right. Let's do this fucking thing. Okay. So before we got started here, you were talking about the uh, bathroom arrangement in the, do they call it a flat there? Or what's the terminology for your? I don't know. I think I'm just in like an apartment. Well, you were talking about in your actual house, right? Yeah, I was talking about in my actual house back in DC. Oh, okay. Because we were talking about, you know, the bathroom door open or closed situation. And then we were talking about bathroom etiquette. And then we were like, this is podcast content. Yes. <laughs> it's always wife look, lady for sure is about, like, no. Everybody wants to hear us talk about what nobody wants to talk about themselves. This is good content. All right. It's good content because I'm saying it's good content. I like it. So... All right. So who wants, who wants to start off with um, some, some bathroom etiquette? I guess we were talking about, do you go to the bathroom with the door open or closed? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll repeat myself because it's important. <laughs> um, no, it's not important at all. I pee with the door open sometimes when just, it's just me at home or me and Erica, but like not usually because we work from home now. So there's a bathroom that's attached to our what is supposed to be a master bedroom that we turned into an office and we do not have a bed in there. So I always close that door. And then I was saying how the infrastructure of our second bathroom is trash. So you can't have both of the doors open at the same time. So you really do need to close them both for stupid reasons. Nobody cares about the layout of my bathroom. So I keep the door (laughs) closed. And then we have a bathroom that's designated completely to the cats and their litter boxes, which is, cold and awful so I never use that bathroom in the fourth floor uh, I'm the only one who uses it so yeah sometimes I pee with the door open but uh I don't know like that's the extent in which I'm willing to share my bathroom habits four times as many bathrooms as I have in my house I have one <laughs> yeah and according to Tim you've uh, clogged the toilet no I have not <laughs> I have not I like I don't even know why. Why does everyone want to perpetuate these rumors about me that are untrue? Because like every so often he will post that on social media and every so often that he gets his hands on and access to your social media, he will post things like that on your behalf as if they're coming from you. Like, whoops, (laughs) looks like I clogged the toilet today. It (laughs) it has happened more than once. The best part was... um, in the in the Facebook memories Friday, I don't know if you recall, but um, in 2016, April 1st was a day in which we attended an exhibition baseball game in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The Orioles played 
at the Phillies in a non-regular season game, but not really a spring training game because it happened up here. And there is, so Tim came up to the office in Elkton, which is not this office, but the old office that was across the street from where we are now and proceeded to take which is um, no bearing to anyone listening, which office. Correct, correct. Unless you're somehow a client of ours that's looking to fire us because of the content on this podcast. Um, it's probably fair to say that we have no clients listening to this podcast. Um, if so, well, then you're a trooper. I'll tell you that right now. And um, <laughs> But Tim came up early. I don't know, lunchtime maybe. I did, Again, we're talking about seven years ago yeah. now six years ago now six and six is two twenty six years ago um just doing the math for everybody there that's not um seeing this um and he proceeds to go around and take close-up photos of weird things that probably on their own would not have been weird but for the, the how close he was taking the photos and that he was then posting them on my Facebook wall. And there were like 15 or 20 photos. Which is oh, it was just a thing around the office. It would be like, here's a pencil. Yeah, like here's a pencil, but he'd be like zoomed in real close to it. Or he took like a, a small binder clip and he clipped it onto like the skin on the back of his elbow and then took a picture of that and posted oh, it on there. I did not see this on Friday. Gross. Yeah. Well, I didn't share them all. I remember this, though. I remember this happening. And then we went and proceeded because it was to bring your husband to work day because I brought him up to the office so we could take one car up here. Yeah. And then uh, we went to this baseball game. It was um, it started off well. We were shotgun and beers in the parking lot. Um, Ariel's looking at me like, this was not the conversation that we set out to have when this whole thing started. Um, I mean, I'm kind getting, of happy we're listen, off the bathroom this is, this is actually, oddly enough, going to come full circle to the bathroom conversation here shortly. I don't want to. I already regret saying it. It will, said. but it's not in the way that you think. This is not a poop story. It's not a pee story. It's, uh, it's, an, it's more of a Noah's Ark story. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, baseball game and a baseball game that doesn't matter. So not that any baseball game really matters. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Um, baseball is a place that you go to hang out with people and there happens to be some sports happening in front of you. Um, especially with an exhibition game, this was no different. And then sometime in the middle of it, it starts to pour down rain. And then they, for whatever reason, decide that, hey, we're going to do a rain delay in this game that doesn't matter. No, because it was like late in the game. Just cancel the motherfucker. You know what I mean? Send everybody home. So we end up back under I mean, the- they're not holding you captive. We could have left. We, we, and we ended up leaving for reasons that are about to be described here. Um, I think we went under the awning, you know, how they have the little walk around places where, you know, on the lower level, the seats that are above you really become the roof. Yeah. Um, to where you are. We were there. We might have had a couple more beers or something like that. I don't exactly. I mean, we're talking about six years ago and a drinking night. Um, and then Tim proceeds to send me or maybe a group text photo of this valve that is in the bathroom in a stall that my presumption is that they use this and turn it on at the end when everybody's gone to just blow out water across the whole floor and just clean the place or rinse it down or what have you. And we're fairly certain that the key that you use to turn things is something that, you know, when you work there, you're supposed to take that away and only put it in place when you're using it. Well, somebody left that bad boy there and at, we decided that, okay, everybody get done doing what you're doing so that when we. an unnamed person <clears throat> goes in there and turns that spigot and makes this whole place just rain down. And this was at like ankle level that the water's coming through that we can hightail out of here. And that's what may or may not have happened on that day. So, so. if you ever see one of those little valvey things at the bottom of the uh of a bathroom in a public place like that that's what it's for and um if i can dig up a photo because i think i have it in my camera roll i as i'm scrolling through every so often i see it and i chuckle a little bit and then keep going i will uh i'll post it on social media 
for everybody to to see what I'm talking about. That is that is a good bathroom story, and it doesn't involve pee or poop. Correct. So, I mean, that, that thing is obviously used to rinse down and clean up. Yeah, clean people floor have pissed on the floor day. because inevitably that happens, and there's drains in those floors and everything. Yeah, they, they design these stadiums, at least in modern times, to just be able to be flushed out like that because they know that everybody's a fucking monster and an animal. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Joe, with GP with the door open? Probably, usually not. I mean, if I'm alone, maybe, but not really. No, this uh, this doesn't surprise me for some reason. Now, I will say that in my house... There are unwritten rules as to which bathrooms are acceptable to do number two in. That's for oh, sure. my mother's house. She makes that very known. She's like, you got to poop, you go upstairs. Yeah. And then um, I think that, and that's kind of a, yeah, that's, that's just a, you know, and, and it's really not an actual rule. It's just kind of a, an assessment of where are the people in the house right now? So where those bathrooms are changes depending on what time of day it is and where people are, if that makes sense. I mean, if I had it my way, I would never go to the bathroom next to where anyone is. Yeah. yeah well, obviously. that's the thing. Go number two, far from you. Yeah. <laughs> number two, far from I, I just said it. <laughs> well, Write it down. <laughs> number two, far from you. Maybe that'll be a sticker soon. I love that. Yeah. Um, my house has only one bathroom, so we don't have the luxury of, you know, um, because the way that my house is, was, I think my house is not big to begin with, but half of it is an extension. And so there used to be a bathroom in like part of my house that now there is no longer a bathroom, but instead of putting in a second bathroom, they just ripped one out and put another one in, in. So yeah, my house, um, the two of you have been to my house for as small as it is, it used to be half the size that it is. Um, this was before I lived there many years ago because I'm in the house where my father-in-law grew up. And so there is one bathroom, but fortunately the placement of it is not like right off of the living room or anything like that. So if we're in the living room, it is number two far from you. So that's good, but I don't know. I am a, it, I guess it, I guess it depends on the situation, whether I leave the, the door open or closed. And, and by the situation, I mean, where is, where is my two-year-old and is she going to like run into the bathroom while I'm like in there and want to like, you know, have a, have a chat. Not that she really has chats, but you know, um, if that's the situation, if she's like running loose, so to speak, and not, you know, like contained in one area. Yes, I will probably close the door because I don't want to be bothered. But otherwise, you know, maybe I'll leave it open because. What about your dogs? Do they invite themselves in? Um, no, not often. No. Um, I mean, if they do, they come in and they're like, nothing interesting is happening in here and they walk away. So no, they don't. But I feel like the rule is, I was explaining this, if you're married, the rule is if the door is locked, I'm not going to come bother you. If the door is closed, I will knock on the door and possibly talk to you through the door, like with your, you know, consent. What's so damn urgent? Nothing. I'm just, you know, what if I want to have a conversation? I think it can wait. Well, Tim takes long bathroom breaks. Sometimes I don't want to wait 20 minutes to a half an hour. To talk to him? Yeah. Oh my God, Erica like wants to talk while she's in the bathroom, but I know I'm not allowed to talk about this on this podcast, so I'm going to end that right there. You, you all live different <laughs> lives than I do. That's for sure. Oh, but this like, I never see my wife. <laughs> Probably, especially not while using the bathroom. For him. Good for him for having boundaries that you and I don't know how to have. <laughs> no. But apparently you don't want that I want that are not shared. I feel like if 
I feel like if Ariel, if it were just you and me in my house and we were having a conversation and I got up to just pee, like I would leave the door open and continue the conversation. Yeah. I have friends who would do that. I don't, I don't object. I mean, you know, it depends. Like if that person isn't weirded out by it, I don't know. We're in the middle of a conversation. Just, just keep talking. I don't know. It's fine. I get that. Yeah. I think you can wait. I don't think anybody ever wants to hear what I have to say that bad. So (laughs) I always want to hear what you have to say. Oh, thank you. It can't, it can't wait. I must listen even while I'm peeing. I'm pretty sure we've been on the phone and I've peed before. I actually I think that's normal. Yeah. I have so many things to say that I cannot say on this podcast about this, but. <laughs> but um, yeah, like if I'm talking to like someone I'm close with, like if, or like my mom or something, I'll be, I'll just like go where we're like on the phone. It's, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> you know. Take your word for it. Well, they don't even have to know. They usually don't. You know, there there are definitely, I will say there have been some situations where I've, you know, nature calls and you're limited in your discretion as to when to go that, yeah. you know, I have strategically utilized the mute button and yeah. other things. Everyone's been there. I've 100% and... been on the phone with you before and poop while we were talking. I just want you to know that. <gasps> Oh, I, so. I mean, it's been how long that we've known each other? Many. We've known each other for like, you know, seven years and I've had many, you know, phone calls and it's, it's happened. I mean, I can't articulate when, but I know it's happened at least once because just, yeah. The part where I ask Jobeth to take my last name off of this podcast while I continue with job interviews at serious law firms. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to do it. We're not saying anything scandalous. I do not need prospective employers to know that I publicly share my urination habits, which I generally do not. Hmm? We've moved on from urination. Yeah, we went on to to number two. You've got a real topic for us to discuss, right? Yeah, can we we can quit the potty talk? Yeah, I think Ariel's Um, looking for a uh, segue. Sure. So I do have a, um, a real topic. Um, this was, uh, a topic that was brought up to me yesterday, um, by friend of friend of the pod, Emily. Um, we should have her on as a guest one day. Um, I feel like she's been heavily mentioned now. This is the third episode in a row, but, um, Emily, um, We'll have a question from her later too, but basically, I mean, we were talking about things actually, and then it became like, we should, you know, um, talk about this on the pod. So she said, sent some screenshots and said, I don't know how I wound up on an email list for a local person offering medicinal snake handling, but here we are. And, um, sorry, you say medicinal snake mm-hmm. handling. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing. I'm, yeah, I'm having trouble putting these words all together, together. Yeah. yeah. And that was me saying the word together twice, not a glitch in the audio. So medicinal snake handling. So she sent me screenshots. Um, and then after that, she sent me um, like a link to an email um, that she received that she somehow ended up on this email list. So I have the email that she got. Um, and then I went to the person's website and it doesn't look like they are just a snake healer. Um, it looks like this person is some sort of like, um, some sort of healer in general. Um, they're a mixed movement artist. Um, and I believe, okay, I believe they have an acupuncture practice. So what all does she do? I guess she has, um, she's anti-gravity fitness. She has retreats. I mean, this what is the hell is anti-gravity? I can't even know. This isn't real. Some anti-gravity fitness. Crazy middle-aged. Um, it heals physical pain. It heals nothing. It heals nothing. 
This is a problem. Um, oh, oh, it's one of those things with like the the aerial like strings. That's not that, like gravity free. That's literally like there's gravity involved. That's why yeah. you're holding onto a string because otherwise, if you're upside down, you fall on your head. <laughs> hey, yeah. It reminds me oh, of a meme fuck that fuck I saw sake. the other day that was great that I'm trying to track down in my in my camera Just, roll here so I can quote it exactly. Um, I think I hate everyone. It's not hard to do. <laughs> it's not hard to do. Well, yeah. So I guess she does a lot of classes and things. But anyway, on this specific email. Um, so what Emily sent me was the FAQ, because I guess there's a ceremony. And um, I guess there are snakes involved. In, We're still healing something here, right? Yes. No. Um, yes. she calls it cacao or maybe, and then serpents. It's a cacao and serpent ceremony. Yeah. It's a, so the beans that make chocolate and snakes are put together. Sweet. How? Oh, they're different. It says, please know that the medicine of this evening, cacao and serpents is not for everyone. Feel into your heart. Make sure it is really calling to you. That doesn't it. Oh my God. I hate this shit so much. Like this is. Oh my God. I did Reiki once. Oh, isn't that just where they like uh, move their hands around you? Yeah. Let me tell you how much you I gotta love find the energy freaking massage. It, the energy. I don't need somebody like hovering their hands over me. She claimed the woman who did, I, I went to like some like three day, two or three day Reiki training with my mother to make her happy because I do dumb shit to make my mother happy. I no longer do this and I'm theoretically healthier, but people think I'm a crazy asshole. Anyway. Um, oh, here it is. Go ahead. Yeah, I just like I would love a real massage. I would murder the human being who wrote this snake bullshit right now for a massage. That's so, how bad my neck hurts. Yeah, here's the meme. I'm gonna read the meme real quick before Liz gets into the FAQs. The hardest part of using healing crystals is dying when they don't fucking work. Well, you've got a point there. Yeah. All right, the FAQ. Yeah. So it says some FAQs about the serpents. Um, and it says, do I need to hold one snake to receive the medicine of it? Nope. Just by being in their presence within the container of a ceremony, you will receive everything you came here for. Oh, this sounds legit. Do the snakes bite? Not once in ceremony have I had a snake biting anyone. They are wild animals, though. There's never 100% guarantee. And so the concern is then Emily followed up with, wait, these are these are wild snakes. Like they're not even, you know pet snakes. Um, can the snakes choke me? They have no intention of doing that. Sometimes when we feel their bodies squeezing us a little bit tighter, it is because they are rearranging their body weight. They also tend to find the places in the body we need healing and go there. I will be in the space the entire time. And if there's any discomfort, um, if any discomfort arises with snake hug, I will be there to readjust them. And is there a way to ease me into it? Yes, they have a baby snake for beginners. She fits on the palms of your hands and is extremely gentle. That's um, interesting, huh? I, if I, and I know there's no way to guarantee that like the snake wouldn't bite, but if I knew that the snake wouldn't bite me, I'd be about this. I don't what, understand. What is this this is medicinal. This is just like, you can what do this in Florida at any roadside attraction. I would also do that. I would like to hold some snakes, please. I don't understand what, what the end game is here. Like, what's the goal? What are we trying to do? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is a roadside attraction in Florida. This is not healing. I don't know. I'd go to something like this. I don't know that I'd necessarily believe that it would work, but it seems like it could be fun. You know, you hold some snakes, have some mystical stuff, you know? Mystical stuff. I don't, I'm missing something. You know what? I I don't even need to get on board. I don't know. It was like, I got really disappointed when I did acupuncture and it was very clinical and wasn't mystical at all. So you're just looking for a mystical experience, right? Yeah. And like, the thing is, do I actually believe that? Like, no, but it just seems like kind of like fun and, you know, like aesthetically pleasing with like crystals and shit like that. Yeah. Like I'm here for some mystical fun. Who doesn't like some pretty rocks and snakes? Probably this is an activity, not healing. (laughs) 
not sure what they heal, but well, I would do it. So how did, so it's not covered by insurance snake healing. (laughs) No, probably not. Doubtful. Probably not. Definitely not. Acupuncture was, and it didn't do anything for me. So that's because you didn't have the right kind of snakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I will take it. Put in a snake teeth biting you. Yeah, that's what you need. Worked in the short term, but it did not provide like long term feel goods. Like I think some people have better experiences with it than I do. You gotta believe it's gonna work going into it. I I would imagine there's a degree that it's like hypnotism. If you're not open to it and susceptible to that experience then it's all just gonna fall apart like I feel like with acupuncture for me like it would work for like that day and the next day and it'd feel fine but like it wouldn't it didn't have like lasting effects like I feel like it has for some people I've had dry needling in fact that time dry needling works I was on the uh, episode of celebrity wife swap (laughs) I was being dry needled oh we've heard this one yeah, that, that, that conversation came up. That, that topic came up in conversation the other day. It was kind of, you know, it was a time. About dry needling or celebrity wife swap? The celebrity wife swap, not not specifically the dry needling. I did, Dry needling has worked much better for me than acupuncture. And I guess the difference is that with acupuncture, they put it at certain like pressure points or whatever, but dry needling, they go right to the place where it's hurting. They stick needles in it and it's supposed to like, stimulated to send more feel goods that was a not scientific expression at all i don't know the feel goods is is a a proven method yeah but dry needling has been successful for me i don't enjoy the uh process but (laughs) um oh no joe likes to do the episode art as we're doing the podcast so yeah, we got a picture where it said, go number two far from you. And then we got a revised one that now has snakes and a crystal on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. So, so, Not a spoiler but, alert, because that won't really be released until the episode has aired. So <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like the mystical aesthetic. I don't necessarily think it works, but like, I don't know. My, it, it, it works to, in my mind no more than or less than anything else that I don't believe in, which is a lot of things. I don't believe in most things. Oh, That's a really broad statement. <laughs> most things. <laughs> like that cheese was made by God. That's... I don't believe that cheese was made by God. That is correct. If there is a God. We well, can only prove it by the fact that there is cheese. <laughs> That's as far as my my genuine religious beliefs go. I say, oh my God, I want to update you guys on the rabbi hunt. Okay. Oh yeah, we need an update on the rabbi hunt. So we met with the rabbi in London and he gave us like two dates that worked for him and we said okay we'll pick between these two dates um a week and a half later we get back to him and we're like here's the date he's like can't do it sorry and we were like we literally just picked our wedding date around you we didn't say anything we were just like thanks he sent us a, a referral for someone else um we're meeting with next week but we also found a rabbi who is like the perfect unicorn rabbi on paper. She's in Italy. She's reformed. She does interfaith gay weddings on the Sabbath. And um, she's from the U.S. She speaks English and Italian. Cool. So we emailed her and we were like, hey, looks like from your website, like you're a, a perfect fit, whatever. Um, excited every rabbi, about this magical unicorn rabbi. So the more and more you go down this rabbi hole, the the more I realize that I'm gonna have to figure out how to fucking do this. <laughs> it's gonna be me. I know. Um, it now. So you actually can't officiate a Jewish wedding unless you're Jewish. You don't need a rabbi to have a Jewish wedding, but I need you to be a Jew, which is a long conversion process that you 
might be able to complete in a year, but I'm genuinely believing based on the amount of time you allot for this podcast per week, you don't have enough time to be Jewish because it requires much more time than this podcast. Um, You're probably right. So anyway, so when we reach out to these rabbis, like I tell them like kind of what we're looking for and the rabbi will normally respond with like, Hey, like let's set up a call and like get to know each other. Cause it's like, you want to have a relationship with the person who marries you, like who officiates your wedding. You don't want to just like, no, like (laughs) the person who officiates the wedding, you want to have some sort of like connection with them, not just like somebody like your podcast host who could convert to Judaism in a year. Yeah. How do you know I haven't already started this conversion or that somebody in my family, like so fucking hard. Um, I don't We're know. the chosen people. We don't just like let anybody in. This is a very exclusive club. Even though my anyway. mother is Jewish and I was born into the Jewish faith and I'm like, yeah. 100%. Oh my God, Liz could theoretically do this. Oh. Even no though happening. Liz, no offense. I um, do not want to officiate anyone's wedding. Yeah. It's um, but anyway, so but, we yeah. had like, she sends us an email and like, I kind of want to pull it up because it's just... Also, her name is Barbara. So, of course, Jobeth, I've been calling her Babs. I've been calling her Rabbi Babs. Yeah, Rabbi Babs. So, I, like, sent her this email about, like, who we are and, like, <laughs> it's, like, who we are and, like, what having a Jewish med- wedding means to us, whatever. Anyway. Is white, white lady is not Jewish, correct? No. She's Catholic. Well, not really. She doesn't practice. She's not Catholic anymore. She comes from a Catholic family because this is Italy and that's all there is here. Um... So she sends us the the hierarchy of needs in this whole ensemble is getting just cloudier and cloudier and and incredibly confusing to me, but go on. What for what we need out of a rabbi? Well, that, that, that with the makeup, who's who's what, where, and why we need certain things. Anyway. So we sent this woman an email and she's just like, congrats. Um, attached is a file that will show you the details of the wedding I offer, including the fee. Mazel tov. And I'm just like, okay, that's the shortest email. You haven't even decided if you want to like, normally like you meet with somebody before you like drop the fee. Okay. So she sends us this four page single space document. That's just like, yeah, the rabbi will meet with you so she can like personalize her thing, whatever the fee. So this is in bold, like fucking bold everything else is in normal text she says the rabbi's fee for a wedding in italy is 2800 us dollars keep in mind this woman is living in italy like a drive away from us like in less than 15 hours this woman could be in our house this is hysterical additionally first of all this is like almost as much as i make in one month so this woman who wants to spend eight will spend less than 48 hours on this job and we'll be making more than I do in a month she also like specifies that she's very busy and she does this like every weekend so this woman is like bringing in like what ten thousand dollars more a month anyway she's doing two she's doing two every weekend probably she might be but it's harder because the kids are traveling on the sabbath but anyway they said the couple is responsible for the rabbi's travel arrangements, include airfare, train, and transportation from the airport to the hotel and from the hotel to the venue. Included in the fee is a wedding rehearsal if desired the day of. The couple is responsible for the rabbi's hotel accommodations in the same hotel as the wedding or wedding party nearby in at minimum a four-star hotel with front desk security 24 hours a day. No B&Bs or Airbnb. I'm like, bitch, we ain't got no hotels here. Like, there's one, which is not four stars. And like, (laughs) this just doesn't exist where we live. So, okay, crazy lady. Um, And then she goes on to explain many couples ask about why she's so expensive and she's like yeah I could be so expensive because I'm the only modern liberal rabbi living in Italy for now 
So she's like, yeah, I'm the only person who can do your wedding. So I can charge whatever I want. Then she goes. Uh, Hey, at least she's upfront and honest about it. (laughs) And then she goes on to like say how she gives some like sob story about how like no one pays her to live in Italy. I'm like, nobody pays anybody to live in a country. You just live somewhere. Yeah. Nobody pays you, like, except for when you live in, like, Antarctica and they're paying you to do research. (laughs) That's when people pay you to live somewhere. Like, she's just like, I would never be able to stay in Italy full time if I didn't do this. And, like, that's why I charge this exorbitant fee. And I'm like, "Uh, it's Italy. You live in southern Italy. You could live on 500 euro a month, which is, like, I'm not a great translator of dollars, but roughly $600 would be my guess. So, yeah. So this sob story about how like no one pays her. And I'm like, this is your job. Like nobody pays you other than your job. Yes. Welcome. Nobody pays me to live in DC either. In fact, I pay taxes and I pay my mortgage and I pay for my car. (laughs) You don't even have representation. No, like welcome to adult life. Nobody's going to pay you to live in a country. It's just (laughs) called like, living somewhere uh, other doesn't fucking make any sense so meanwhile one of us is on 23 and me trying to find out if he's jewish (laughs) did you did you spit in the tube not yet but i'm uh, going to damn right i mean look if i can come in here and undercut this lady 2300 plus you gotta fly me over there and put me in a three and a half star hotel yeah so i this is literally as much as it would cost for us to ship our rabbi in DC again. It sounds like and a I'm better like, option. Anyway, we're meeting with another lady in London next week. So fingers crossed for us. Wait, I thought you were coming back Friday. Next week we're meeting with her. I am coming back Friday. We're doing Zoom. Oh. Ah, uh, okay. Texting. So oh, fingers no. crossed that the Bring fourth me. rabbi is a charm. The 23 and me kid. So are you even responding back to Rabbi Babai? Babs. <laughs> Babai. <laughs> um I think that like I unfor I don't know. I'll be so pissed if this is the woman who wants to officiate our wedding. You gotta keep her on standby. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I feel like I have to keep her on standby, but like also there's no way in hell I would pay for this woman to come here. Yeah. From a 50 euro train ride away like where she's gonna get like a 20 dollar ryanair flight which is essentially like spirit like you don't get luggage you don't get a seat you're sitting in the fucking bathroom rabbi babs <laughs> like you're gonna get a four-star bathroom on a plane on the way here like this was just too much i think that there was like ways that this could have been phrased better that made this not like a sob story money making enterprise like nobody feels bad for a woman who makes ten thousand dollars a month like it's just not a thing especially as a religious leader where like most rabbis do not make bank a month it's just especially like you said this is you know a gig or two a weekend like if she's it's doing two like weddings one, a weekend, but like if she's doing one wedding a weekend, it's just like, yeah. She also does bat mitzvahs, funerals, and some other shit. Yeah, so the weddings aren't even her full time gig. Like she probably does other stuff during the week. Yeah, or maybe not. But even then, you're making good money for minimal hours. Like, yeah, she also know. does like bar and bat mitzvah tutoring, which would be like throughout the week. Oh so yeah, just, so no one, yeah, no one like, is feeling bad for Rabbi Babs. Yeah, I mean, even if she had like a bad month and she did nothing, she's still making like more in a month than I make in like a few months. So, and she's getting to travel and like stay in all these like nice places, these four star hotels. Yeah. I'm like, so let me just preface this with there is one hotel that is four stars that is near here. Um, it's not super close to our venue, it's like half an hour and 35 minutes. Um, super nice. But, but other than that, there's apparently like a really nice Airbnb that's being, not an Airbnb, like a regular Airbnb that's being built near the venue. So there's like some options, but uh, like you're not staying in the Ritz here. Just heads up, Jobeth. Uh, well, it's fine. I said three and a half stars. I was just trying three to be competitive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really like, things are really nice here. It's just like, 
it's not like a super touristy destination. And so you have like cute local stuff and yeah, that's kind of how it is. No Ritz Carlton for Babs this time. <laughs> I feel like maybe we need to have like a podcast segment and just like Jobeth said, down the rabbi hole. <laughs> where we get more <laughs> yes, can you please make that on our cover art down the rabbi hole? Well, uh, well let's, let's, uh, did we, did we talk about this some in one of these? I think I remember there being. We've talked about this in all of these. Yeah. yeah probably. Been all of like the past five episodes have been like me crying about a rabbi. But just wait till I convert. <laughs> How confident are you in your Hebrew? Uh, yeah. It's weird. <laughs> Convert is like a long, as we know from Sex so City. I'm, going, I'm, I'm investigating the ancestry route. Okay, I'm gonna see. Well, if it I has can... to be on your mother's side. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just but you also like there. we need we will want a religious wedding, right? So you'd also have to be religious, not just I'll, I'll spin get the hat. a Jew. <laughs> you say you'll get the hat. I'll get the hat. I'll wear the hat. You gotta know what the hat is called. I got. First. I got what till next summer to have mark get me up to speed on my heritage we have an episode you need to learn what the hat is called it has two names so you could probably like listen when when you have a baby boy i'll be there for that too all right i we're not doing that by the way no for our baby no snip snip no snip snip that's that's another episode for another day yeah, I watched a documentary about it once. Woo. So, I, and uh, then I actually made a bit on my stand-up about it. And then somebody came up to me afterwards. Like, I made some joke. This is not going to be, like, a great version of this bit. But, like, made some joke about how, like, nobody, like, gives a shit that we're cutting off, like, an extra inch of people's dicks or, like, I don't remember, like something about there guys like including people, that extra like, inch that they lost in their number that they tell people or something i don't even remember it's like three years ago anyway we gotta get you back on stage yeah but anyway so somebody came up to me after i did a set and was like they don't cut off like that much dick like whatever like you don't know what you're talking about i was like it's a joke like of course they don't cut off like a third of your dick it's a briss like it's just just a little off the top. It's like a bang trim. Not like. <laughs> wow. Mm, I want to. Uh, it's, it's. It was like, dude, like it was a joke. Like, obviously. It's not like a oh. partial dick amputation. It, it, I mean, you know, I, guess it is. I, I think it that matter. you need to incorporate that phrase bang trim into your stand up routine. Because it was. Of, it was in my stand up yeah. routine. I just I haven't caught. I haven't done stand up nice, in so nice long. Nice little. Uh, double entendre there so uh <laughs> liz we got any uh questions from the jury we do actually we do um we have a question um also from emily um if people um nothing from tim this week but if people other than tim or emily want to step in uh feel free so this was actually it became this was on the same text thread it was kind of this and the snakes all at once um but okay so Okay, so I guess um, like on her street um, near her house, there was a, someone um, got, I guess, like delivery food and the driver got carjacked. And so, you know, obviously that was bad, but because like, you know, we're chatting and then, um, you know, she asks, it's also an interesting etiquette, etiquette question, right? Obviously, you invite the carjack driver in to wait for the police, but you also need to share your food, right? That's the question. Like, what do you do? Wait, I said, like, if you're if you order delivery from the beginning, okay. (laughs) So you order delivery food, and your delivery driver gets carjacked outside your house, um, you know, and the driver then obviously you invite them into your house to wait for the police. Um, Do you also need to share your delivery food? And I said, I think you do. You shared the food? (laughs) Yeah. It's like the least of this fucker's problems. 
I said, assuming the food didn't get jacked, but like the driver would be probably shaken up so they won't eat. Also, they probably just lost more money than the equivalent of a slice of pizza. I don't understand. I don't know. I'm, I'm having difficulty because I, I imagined is- her to live someplace that the, I mean, there's no non-zero probability, but I, I would have imagined a very low probability of somebody in that area getting carjacked. I, um, well, I don't want to reveal where she lives, right. but I'm a little bit surprised, like not a lot surprised, but a little bit surprised that this happened. Um, where is this? Well, I don't want to reveal where she lives since I said her name. Okay. But Baltimore. It, she lives in Baltimore. She does live in assumption. Baltimore, but like a nice part. There is no like nice part versus good part when you live in cities that are like small in my personal Well, opinion. you're, you're, if I, 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 so this is where I was off. Cause I thought that she lived in Howard County um, for some reason, maybe because no. of your origins, but yeah, Baltimore, yeah. you're always two blocks away from safety and two blocks away from turmoil. It seems. Yeah. So what happens? So if you, if you order food and your delivery driver gets carjacked, do you, you invite them in? Do you have to share your food with them? these are like ridiculous sure yes i will invite them in um to wait for the police and if they want a snack and some water but like i don't i assume like this person has better things to do after a carjacking than to go into a home of a stranger like what are they asking for an unlimited amount of stranger danger in (laughs) one day like this this hypothetical doesn't make any sense but sure or we'll do yeah, that I, dumb devil's advocate bullshit it's not devil's devil's advocate, advocate is my least favorite saying on this book. i agree i hate to say i hate advocate that. just no don't just be a better fucking person don't advocate for the devil i agree um I guess my question here is who orders from whether it's DoorDash or Grubhub or what have you, who orders from one of those and just orders enough food? I mean, show of hands, you order too much food, right? There's always that. Well, let's add this on. Let's add that on. Always. There's always extra. Um, if it's if it's if, if you're I home, order yes, but Erica's like better about this than I am. I'm also, like DC takeout is so expensive. Like when we order the bare minimum like amount of sushi to feed two people with some soup, it's like fifty bucks, and we're like not getting anything fancy. It's just like a cup and a couple like California rolls and salmon rolls and. Well, cause at some point, well, I guess I was going to say if you're paying the delivery fee, but I exclusively order from restaurants that are on dash pass, which is most of them. I mean, it's the food. It's not even the delivery fee. Cause we usually go pick things up now. Um, well, the prices are jacked on the app too. Yeah. Like those are not but the menu prices for the most part. We so get like a lot of me. deals from ordering from the same place. This is a very so boring topic. Nobody I has had, about my I have order. been told this, but I forgot. And so if you order from Grubhub, those are DoorDash or wherever, those food prices are different than yes. if you go to the place and get them. Oh, yeah. So if you're going to pick it up, it would be better to just call the place and order for pickup than order through the app. Well, plus you're also part of the reason behind that, I think, because I know I have friends that are restaurant owners, is that they get gashed on on the fees and everything that come from DoorDash like or any of them it's not just that so any opportunity that you have to order direct from the establishment whether they're delivering it or they're you're picking it up there definitely sidetrack the app because a the pricing and b because they're they're hogs they're in the middle of this making extra money on you and making extra money on the restaurants almost every time so when you go on like Groupon and stuff, which I know is not like super popular anymore, but if you go on Groupon and you see like a rate, you can call, usually call the business and be like, hey, will you give me the Groupon rate if I don't go through Groupon because they take, Groupon takes such a big cut of it. That's like a 50-50 so, deal. So if you've got- Yeah, so you can still get the same deal you get from Groupon without 
fucking over the bit. Yeah, because then the business is usually making like twice as much. Yeah. Groupon Wait, was a tell great me more concept. How we did it. So we see a deal on Groupon. On the yeah. business side, seemed to know how to properly utilize. Like, well, they didn't really have a choice. The businesses. They, yeah. So it would be like businesses who wanted to ramp up their business would go on Groupon and put deals up. And then you would buy the deal through this website. Yeah. But okay, I have done that before. Yeah. So in, you find the deal on there. And instead of buying it through Groupon, you call the business and you're like, hey, on Groupon, I saw you have this deal. Will you give me the same deal if I just buy it through you instead of paying through Groupon? The answer oh. should always be yes. Yes. I think I've only once had somebody say no. And I was like, this is a dumb business. They're going to cut off all my hair that makes sense so like body parts so like i've gone on groupon and done like we done them a lot we did like there was a period of time where we did like a lot of wine tastings through groupon so like you pay you know like 30 bucks and it's like a wine tasting for two in a wine glass you know and but instead i call them and say if i just give you 30 bucks directly will you honor the same deal they they should should say hell yeah yeah for sure for sure makes sense so yeah that's all we got for this week everybody send us uh some emails with uh your rabbi thoughts or uh some of my lineage i would love to hear rabbi thoughts jewish or tell us about hacking um groupon or anything else like that that you've hacked we'd love to be able to have some stories about it or uh suggest some other things like my papa john's coupon that we talked about a couple weeks ago or maybe we haven't talked about it yet because it was in a bank episode i don't know i guess we'll have to see we have no idea i have no idea we've got we've got like three or four bank episodes just sitting there waiting i mean i'm gonna be out of town next week so we probably end up dropping one in there ariel's traveling we'll I'm see. meeting with an abundance of rabbis yes just kidding hopefully so, yeah. i'm just meeting one more I'm, I'm gonna check my ancestry see what we can do i'll meet you in the middle i'll be at my chiropractor all right <laughs> bye ciao bye. ciao are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations do you want to learn how to do it if yes then you need to tune in to the nature back podcast it's a talk show covering the changing world around us from renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Pack podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.